Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Gin Podcast. Well, I guess this is Wrestling and Gin. Look, man, I'm so excited because last week, you know, you... You brought this this weird, you can either, you know, Sophie's Choice type thing of, <laughs> of whiskeys. Hey, I've got this monkey shoulder scotch, which is really good. Mm-hmm. I've had it before. Or, like this basement stuff that somebody dropped Hershey syrup into. Hey, you actually liked that. I did. It was okay. <laughs> um, so, I was like, all right, so next week, next week we're going to have the monkey shoulder and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> We're going to drink that. We're going to talk about it because there really wasn't anything going on in whiskey. Yeah. I mean, in, in wrestling <laughs> this week. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here. I've been looking forward to this monkey shoulder yeah. scotch all week. Yeah. You know, to get it here and then and then talk about the fact that there really wasn't anything <laughs> going on. And then Michael pours me a glass of it. And I got to say, y'all, this is this is really clear. It's a whole lot whole lot less uh, it's, it's shine, right? color than, it's, than I thought. It's just moonshine. You know, it smells like it smells like my backyard. <laughs> um, you know, I, I get pine saw. I get berries. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't know, man. This scotch doesn't look like scotch really, and it doesn't remind so, me of monkey shoulder at all. So that's because it's not scotch. What? It's it's gin, it is gin. Uh, I grabbed the wrong bag. So so we're drinking uh, like lawnmower fuel. Yes. is what you're saying. <laughs> so this is Hendrix Orbium. Okay, uh, it is gin with natural flavors. So that's so where the got, pine saw is coming from. It's got with wormwood ac- extract. So and it's, lotus blossom wait, flavor. Wait, wait. Wormwood extract. So it's like. Uh, Absinthe? <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, you know what? Yeah. Down the hatch. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I felt like I just licked a board. <laughs> it's it's gin. It's gin. It's, it's gin. got some extra botanical flavor to it. Like we did what gin did we do? We did Tanqueray, I think. I think when so. We did the the gin and tonics way back. The 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 one time we did gin and tonics that was three years ago. Yeah, because we did it like at the beginning. We did of it the right before stuff. the yeah, right, right as the before. pandemic was kicking off. Uh, and we did not like our gin and tonic, if I remember correctly. It I was, don't like tonic water. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, it was bitter as could be. I think that may have been my first exposure to gin, like. Gin is not a terrible liquor. No. Okay. It has its place in in it in drinks. Gin, though, is not a let me pour a glass of gin and then drink that glass of gin. That's that's not how you do gin. Yeah. Gin gin really needs to be mixed with something. Um, you know, I, I, most people mix it with uh, you know tonic. Yeah, you know you can mix it with uh, club soda. I've seen that a lot. Uh, of course, it's an ingredient in a martini. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I think it's what it and vermouth yeah. makes a martini, or you can do a dirty one, which is it and vodka. I think, um, and like a little bit of the olive brine, which ugh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, may- maybe it's the fact that I grew up poor, but man, I can't stand gin. Yeah, maybe, maybe not poor. Maybe it's the fact that I grew up in that 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 bracket that didn't have to make liquor in the bathtub, and but didn't buy the high quality <laughs> stuff. So, okay, Caitlin likes gin. She likes gin and tonic, and that's fine. Hey, everybody's so, entitled to their own wrong opinion. Yeah, you know, I'll try the gin, and I don't mind the Hendrix. It's it's okay. I don't want to drink a lot of it. Like I'm not going to pour myself 
any more Again, than what I drank today. Gin is not a pour in the glass and drink the glass. Uh, you got to mix it with something. But this is not bad. It's got a decent flavor to it. I don't know, man. Uh, Mixed with something, uh, it would be okay. But, well, but absolutely. what we just did, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, no, that's not what it's designed to. As you said, it needs to be mixed with something. I, l- I picked up the wrong bag. This was supposed to be the monkey shoulder. <laughs> and I now, walked out the now door. I'm just imagining Caitlin uh, like thinking, oh, I'll make a gin and tonic. And go into the kitchen and opening the bag and seeing the monkey shoulder there and just being like, Michael! <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she's got some gray whale at the at the house, so she's good. Ah. All sorts of gin. But this is the Hendrix Orbium. It's a limited release. It is 43.4% alcohol by volume. So what is that going to put it at? 43.4, 80, that's 87. 88%. 87, somewhere there. Yeah. 88. So. Yeah. It's nice to do something different on the show every once in a while. Sure. Um, <laughs> should we talk about the nothing that happened to this week in, in wrestling? I guess so. Hop into it. I guess all. so. We've got a, a guest in the, the studio this week. So he's he's not paying any attention to us as we... Sit here and. <laughs> yeah, we got Brady from the Travelers is just hanging out. And, uh, you know, he's like, we asked before, like, hey, you want to be part of the show? And he goes, no, nah, I'm going to leave talking about this week to the professionals because, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it, it wasn't that anything bad happened this week. It's the, it's nothing happened this well, week. Well, you know, we, we've talked about it multiple times. We're on the road to WrestleMania. And. The nothing. road to WrestleMania. And and nothing changes yeah. during this like two month period between Rumble and Mania. Uh, you know, status quo all the way until Mania happens, and then we just hope that something fun happens at Mania. Yeah. Alright, so here we go. Monday night raw. Austin Theory's interviewed backstage complaining because he's not part of the headlines and John Cena is for some reason. Uh, But we're going to see John Cena versus Austin Theory at Mania. They just haven't officially announced that match yet. Anyways, uh, Mustafa Ali defeated Dolph Ziggler via pinfall. A Cody Rhodes promo was interrupted by Paul Heyman. This was actually pretty good. Uh, Rhodes said, basically stop talking to Paul and started talking to Roman and said, don't send this man again. <laughs> I did think that was a pretty cool line. Yeah. We have MV- MVP and almost issuing a challenge to Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. Now we're going to, I'm going to briefly detour for a second. We had Brock Lesnar versus Lashley at the pay-per-view. We did. That ended in a disqualification. We did. So, you would think that we're going to get Lashley versus Brock at Mania. The rematch, right? Except uh, we had Bray call out somebody. <laughs> you know, Bray, Bray so, ran up and shouted dibs. And so, now we have Bray Wyatt, almost. We're going to see a fatal four-way. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I... I don't care to ever see almost on my television again. He has not progressed quickly enough for me to be sold by him. And his size is not. He's better than giant Gonzalez. I mean, that bar, that bar is granted. That bar is the ground. That bar is in the Marianas trench. What are you talking about? The ground, but to be super giant, big dude. I, I will say he he's better than that. He's better than Great Kali. I mean, so, again, we're so talking, I'll give you that's the ground. We're if talking, we're if we're on the Giant Gonzalez scale, Giant Gonzalez is in the Marianas Trench. He is better than Satnam Singh. Uh, Has Satnam Singh even had a match? He's been involved in a couple of matches. Match. Oh, he had a match. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Um, so 
he is he's better than those. Now, with that said, that still puts him in the bottom ten percent of WWE wrestlers right now. Yeah. And he may be a cool guy. I don't know. He's not progressing in the ring. He's too big. And that's so, the problem. He's too big. He's a he's a sideshow. Yeah. Uh we have Seth Rollins defeating the Miz via referee stoppage. We have Becky Lynch and Lita challenging damage control to a women's tag team title match. Becky and Lita as a group against Bailey and the rest of damage control was great. Just them walking through, knocking on the door, throwing it open anyways, even though, yeah, just, just amazing. Just, just great. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Chad Gable via pinfall. Bobby Lashley attacked Elias, uh, where Elias was asking someone to face him at WrestleMania. And Lashley then grabs a microphone and said he's going to destroy anyone who disrespects him from now on. So Lashley's turned heel. And we're going to get Bobby Lashley Lashley versus Elias. Lashley has turned heel. The guy who lost from a DQ Mm -hmm. from a low blow kick has turned heel. Yes. Wrestling. Uh, we, we've just breaking news. Um, we're, we're being assured by WWE yet again, that Vince McMahon has not, does not have anything to do with creative. Um, Maury has come on television host, Maury. He's come on and says, uh, that that is a lie. His, His machines have determined that that is a lie. Vince McMahon is now involved in creative. So Michael, um, just real quick, man. deep cuts. Yes, I know. Deep, deep cuts there. Um, for our, our normal audience that listens, they will understand the Maury Povich reference. But if we accidentally were getting anybody that was born this century, sorry. I, give me somebody from this century. Cause I don't think there is any, really. They kind of went away with the early 2000s. I think Maury has been, I don't know. We're, we're not going to go down that road. Welcome to the Whiskey and Daytime Trash TV <laughs> podcast. Did anybody ever watch Mari? Um, or did people just millions. watch the clips? <laughs> All right. Austin Theory defeats Edge via pinfall. Uh, this was after interruption from uh, from Finn Balor when he came down. There's rumors that we're going to get Demon... Balor versus Edge, which just does not work for me. Demon Balor doesn't work as a as the kind of heel that Finn currently is. No, it, it doesn't. It does not fit what he is. Now, if Edge systematically destroys Judgment Day between now and then, maybe you could squeeze a Demon Balor in there. Maybe. But I just don't think uh, it works. I don't think so. But maybe we'll actually get just get a Finn versus Edge one on one with no interference. Yeah, didn't they have that promo where like Edge was in the ring and he called Finn out and he said something about like an open challenge and and Finn came down. He was like, "You're not going to trick me like that. I'm going to Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. That yeah. was that was that comes up on Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um we also have Sami Zayn defeating Baron Corbin via pinfall. Uh, Corbin comes out to interrupt Sami Zayn, and Corbin's crying and, and mad because Sami interrupted him last week, and so Sami beat him. You lost, get over it, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's all stuff that happened. Um, let's talk about Dynamite. Dynamite kicked off with Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta. For the All Atlantic title match. Super great match. Started off with a lot of actual chain type wrestling. Uh, Wheeler Yuta rolls out of the ring a couple times. On the second time he rolls out, Claudio comes down and just slaps the piss out of Wheeler Yuta and calls him uh, a wimp and tells him to get back in there. <clears throat> and Yuta gets way more aggressive. Cassidy ends up getting the, the clean win at, at the end of it, though, which. Kind of shocked all of us. We were expecting a, a TV draw, especially since they talked about it several times there 
And, and, and it was approaching 20 minutes. Yeah, the match was like 19 minutes long or so. So, I mean, it was like right there on the edge of, of where it could have been done. Um, Ricky Starks then comes out uh, to the ring. He says, you know, look, Jericho Appreciation Society's behind me. I got a contract, open contract for anybody in the backstage that wants it. Of course, Jericho's music hits. He comes out. He then tells Ricky Starks that, I know what you're trying to do. You're not going to convince me to sign that contract. I'm not doing it. It's over. You're done. You you don't get another shot. And then Peter Avalon's music hits, and he starts to come down to the ring, and Jericho hits him with the Judas effect and then walks down and gets in the ring. Uh, and Ricky, well, I mean, Jericho, look, uh, you know, I mean, you're right. You You probably could beat me. You know, plays it up. Jericho grabs the contract and says, you know what, Ricky? I would sign this right now, but I don't have a pen. And Ricky Starks reaches in the coat and goes, but I do. And he hands it over. And then Jericho, of course, takes the pin and holds it up and does the, the you just made the last click and signs it. Crowd goes nuts on that one. Jericho walks off smiling because, you know, he got one over on Ricky Starks. And Ricky just kind of looks at the camera, winks and grins. You know, hey, fourth wall. Hi, how you doing? Um, Remember. Professional wrestling both exists and does not exist right. in professional wrestling. Uh, we then got the acclaimed versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty because we did. Uh, the acclaimed wins. <laughs> Christian Cage comes out, or Tony Schiavone comes out and says he's got a, a promo for Christian Cage. Christian barely gets to say one word before Jungle Boy attacked him. No, he doesn't even get a word. He doesn't even get a word in. Jungle That's Boy right. spears him as he's walking spears out. Spears him as he walks in. That's right. Um, then sets him up for the concerto, but doesn't do it, which calls, lets Christian uh, hit him in, in the, the terms of Taz. He hits him in the yam bags uh, and then uh, beats up Jungle Boy there on the top of the ramp. Yay, wrestling. And... That was Dynamite, I believe. No, no, there was something else. What else was on Dynamite? There, there was what didn't um, MJF? Oh, do MJF like- cut a promo that was uh, what was trash? his promo about? Trash. I'm trying to well, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to remember what his promo was about. Um, it was the same MJF promo that he always cuts. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, this is this is the one. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, yeah. Danielson was cutting promo. Danielson MJF interrupted promo. him. MJF, MJF comes out yeah. and says that everyone he's ever loved has left him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, These are, he met a girl and he fell well, in love he with cuts. the girl, and they he proposed. He got down on one knee and he proposed, and she rejected him. Yeah, and the poor little right. baby. He can't handle rejection. Well, he made the comment. There were two comments in this promo that I really didn't care for. The first one was uh, he he does reference William Regal and talks about Regal being an alcoholic. I really hate when they bring that kind of stuff into a storyline. And the second one was um, I know what he was going for here, but I also it's also another one of those things that I really don't care for the reference. Uh, he tells Daniel Bryan that uh, the big, the BBB, so his big Burberry belt, uh, is the only thing that matters to me. And if I lose this, I may as well take a handful of pills and call it a day. Um, not a fan of that kind of reference. So, suicide should never be brought up. In not a good thing to really joke a, about. A joke or a promo. It is very bad storytelling. And I, I mean, yeah. if if MJF was sitting in this room right now, if Maxwell Friedman was sitting in this room, I'd look at him and say, dude. You're better than that. I, well, I don't know that he is. But, uh, like, no. I he is. I don't like him, but I think he is. Um, we then had, after that, Sky Blue and Soraya had a match, which ended exactly how you figured it would. Soraya wins. And then Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho all end up involved. We had the this is this is why you know we had the Revolution tag match, which was the tag team battle royal to determine one of the spots 
to be in the 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 four way for the tag titles with the acclaimed and the gun club. The winner here gets in, and then Wednesday we're gonna have a tag team casino battle royal for the other spot for a four way for this match. Tony Khan voted Why? Booker. Tony Khan voted Booker of the Year for 2022 by the Wrestling Observer Dave, magazine readers. Dave Meltzer is on AEW's payroll at no, this point. Even Meltzer's like, no, no, Just no. like even Meltzer's like, no. I, I, <laughs> and then this is our main event was Moxley versus Evil Uno. I thought it was a pretty decent match. Both of them bled, of course, because John Moxley's in the ring and the dude is made of blades. Um, I thought it told a pretty decent story. Uh, but we forgot one thing, and, and I apologize to the listening audience because it was very important. They hyped it all last week on TBS, on Twitter, on everything. Tony Khan had a very major important announcement where he announced so Adam, so this is going to this is going to be a TV deal for ROH no streaming deal for AEW no he signed uh, Hulk Hogan as a, a a free agent no so Tony's major announcement was announcing Adam Cole who comes out and then Adam Cole announced that starting next week, immediately following dynamite, you're going to see a one hour show every week of behind the scenes, starting with him. And it's like the, the last bit of time of his build up to being able to get back in the ring. Cause he's going to be getting back in the ring next Wednesday. So AEW has their own version of total divas now. I was thinking more along the lines of AEW is putting BTE on television. <laughs> I, I think it's funnier if we just refer to it as AEW's Total Divas. You know what? Sure. <laughs> but it is absolutely going to be BTE. And that is Dynamite. All right. So what happened on uh, WWE SmackDown? We have Imperium defeating Madcap Moss, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet. We have McIntyre trying to confront Imperium after the match, but he was attacked by the Viking Raiders. Uh, of course, McIntyre, Sheamus, Strowman, and Ricochet beat down the Raiders because, you know, who likes even odds? Santos Escobar told Rey Mysterio how much he respects him. Uh, this leads to a confrontation between Escobar and Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. Because, you know, Ray is swinging her big dick around. Kofi Kingston defeated L.A. Knight via pinfall. We have Flair. So that would be Charlotte Flair. And Dominic Mysterio having a back and forth about their famous fathers. Which ends with a stare down between Flair and Rhea Ripley. Because once again, Rhea Ripley swinging big dick around. Shayna Baszler defeats Natalia via submission. Bray Wyatt does a Firefly Funhouse segment. I watched that on YouTube this morning, and that was disjointed as all hell. It like is more so than most Firefly Funhouse segments. Yeah. It is described by CBS as meta. Sure. Karrion Cross defeats Rey Mysterio. It is described by Jason Holder as, huh? <laughs> Karrion Cross defeats Rey Mysterio via submission uh, after Dominic distracts Rey. Dominic tries to provoke his father to hit him, uh, but Rey shows restraint and walks away. Mm. Can we please, for the love of God, actually start them feuding into Mania? I either want to see that feud or I want it to be what was done months ago and we don't see them together. One of the two. Yeah. Also, I really want one of the people, specifically MVP, 
I want Dominic to mouth off to MVP about Dominic's time locked up. <laughs> right. So that MVP could be like, boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our, uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, MVP because, and, and nothing yeah. against MVP, but he, he actually spent time, time in prison, not a county jail for a storyline. <laughs> yeah, not a lockup for a couple hours. He he was in prison. He's prison. in prison. I want to see That'd that conversation. I just want to see that conversation. There's our there's our story, <laughs> our real life attachment. <laughs> All right, we then end up with uh, Sami Zayn and Jimmy Uso having a conversation, um, and facing off a bit of a brawl. Uh, Jay came and appeared in the audience, which actually caused the distraction that started the brawl. Sammy got the, the upper hand here. So yeah, we're still telling the downfall of the bloodline. I think I skipped over it during the raw segment, but raw Sammy came out and asked Kevin to join him and help him tear down the bloodline. And Kevin's like, Dude, I've been fighting the bloodline on my own for this long. I meant what I said a couple months back. I'm done with you. Yeah. The only me. reason I came out to save you was so your family didn't have to see. Yep. You know, you get beat down like I Sammy like made a, did. Sammy made a comment in that one that, uh, you know, I can't. I don't think I can take down the bloodline on my own, but I know together we can. And Ko's parting words were, "You're right." It's going to take more than you to take down the bloodline. So why don't you ask your boy Jay to help you? And then he throws the mic down and walks off. Yeah. We're going to end up with Sammy and Kevin teaming up. I have a feeling that's where we're going. Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos, where Jay fully turns on Jimmy. Sammy and Kevin win the belts. That really throws a monkey wrench in the whole uh, bloodline with Roman having his match against Cody the next day that causes the, the mental distraction where Cody then wins and dissolves the, basically dissolves the bloodline. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think then we move on to rampage. Yeah. Yeah. We had the young bucks versus Aussie open where the young bucks win. Yes. That was on rampage. Uh, let's see. Orange Cassidy. Gets challenged and has a match against. He's going to have a match against Big Bill next week for the All Atlantic. Uh, Tony Storm beats Willow Nightingale. Where uh, Soraya and Storm come out and they do their thing, but Ruby Soho comes out and makes the save. Blah blah blah. Uh, the acclaimed get attacked backstage by Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. Then the main event was, I'm not sure who this is. Um, I'm guessing it's a new guy, uh, a, a Lance Archer. Have you have you heard that name before in AEW? I think that I saw an old YouTube segment um, where he was being interviewed by an AEW superstar. But the only thing okay. he said during that murder segment bird. was murder bird. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen I, that like, part, I don't, but, I don't, but otherwise but I don't I mean, think I've ever seen Lance Archer wrestler, before. Yeah. Um, but he fought a, fought a dude named Bryce Saturn. Um, so it's, it's nice to see AEW giving like two dark talents, yeah. uh, some time on a, on a national television show. Uh, this Lance Archer cat looks pretty awesome though. I mean, he, he wins. Um, right. he looks, he's a big dude. I mean, I think he could go somewhere if he sticks with this. You think, AEW. think he has a future. I think he might have a future. Yeah. Um, we still haven't managed to break Brady on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee uh, have a, a backstage segment where they talk about Swerve Strickland and Parker Boudreaux uh, in a like a tag team match. Then let's see. The main event was Sammy Guevara, Guevara versus uh, Action Andretti, where Sammy wins. So cool. Uh, we we had this whole. Andretti comes out as a as a, a jobber, beats Jericho, starts getting a little bit of a push, looks kind of cool, and then he loses to Sammy on, on Rampage. So Tony Khan, Ray. Tony Khan, voted Booker of the Year for 2022 by the readers. Yeah, 
of Wrestling Observer. I'm just I'm gonna keep harping on that every time that Tony does a bad booking decision. So yeah. every single <laughs> so booking every, decision he makes, every dynamite and <laughs> rampage. Um, All right. Um, good news, bad news. I guess okay. uh, everything's wrapped up with one uh, Jeffrey Hardy. Yeah, in his I court case. That. His court case was was closed. He was sentenced. Um, and you know, for his numerous DUIs that he's gotten over the years, uh, he's getting a whopping zero days in jail, zero days in jail. And his driver's license has been suspended for 10 years. We, we can discuss elsewhere the ethic. Is it ethical to send somebody with an issue to jail? Here's the thing. Jeff keeps making the same mistakes and he's gotten chance after chance after chance. Mm -hmm. And he's not being punished for it. Yeah. Oh, he's lost his driver's license for 10 years. Sure. Um, He, he's got to go to, he's got to go to rehab. Great. Cool. Get the man, get the, the man needs to live in rehab. There's, there's going to be those people that are going to argue that he's lost his job. He's blacklisted. He's not. You know, all this kind of stuff. But he isn't. You're 100% right. After, I, I, I would say it, it'll it take some time, I think. Like, we're not going to see Jeff Hardy on Dynamite Wednesday, right? But give it six months to a year? I don't even give it that long. I, I'll, I'll give it that long. I'll, I'll give it around a year. I want to be optimistic here, at least a as weird as that is, um, you Brady says two months. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking at most three. I'm thinking depending on how long he has to go to rehab for. If he has not already completed that stint, well, he's going to be back on TV day one that he's eligible. To here's be back why on TV. I say that though. Here's why I say like six months to a year, right? AEW for their faults has done a decent job with a lot of their people that have been caught up in things and either just flat out getting rid of them or removing them from the spotlight, taking them off TV, that kind of stuff for a, an extended period of time. He's been off TV for what? Almost a year now. He's been off TV for almost a year. I, I think um, Tony's going to view that as, as being punishment enough for him. See, I, I'm going to hold out hope that six months or so down the road is when we'll see Jeff show back up. So um, you're, you're holding out hope that wrestling observers, 2022 booker of the year, Tony Khan. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> is going to keep Jeff Hardy off of his t- TV right now with, and, and here's why, like you said, arguments can be made about was the punishment fair. I don't think it was, um, it was it was nowhere near enough, mm-hmm. um, but arguments can be made about that. But it has made I don't want to say it, it didn't make national headlines, right? But it was talked about on ESPN. It was all over the wrestling world, all of that kind of stuff. So I think that if he shows up too soon, that's going to be a big problem. Now, Jeff Hardy, of course, is a huge name, uh, which unfortunately gives him a little more leeway than people like other stars, and I use that term loosely in some cases, that have been let go or, you know, for whatever reasons. Um, Let let me say this. I would like to say, I'll finish with this. I would like to say that Tony is a little more uh, in touch with the general populace when it comes to like Jeff Hardy and, and what happened here versus say like Jimmy and Jay Uso mm-hmm. who have gotten multiple DUIs and it didn't even slow them down. Like there was no suspensions. There was no nothing. It mm-hmm. was, Oh, um, we'll send a driver so you can be oh, here. And apparently Jimmy and Jay can get into Canada. They were in Canada. Um, from from elimination chamber, 
it was set up from what I've heard, it was set up as a uh, the possibility that they may not be able to because Canada does have really strict laws on that kind of stuff. They were up there, was it last year or year before last? They got a special permission to come in type thing. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like, you can come in, you cannot operate a vehicle, you will be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like boom, 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 boom. You, here is your chaperone, that kind of thing. Um, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to get another one of those yeah. uh, for them to come up there. So they were making the plans for them to not be there. Apparently, like, zero-hour type stuff, they were able to get it approved and all so they could show up. Yeah. Let me say this about Jeff Hardy. I hope, I hope that this was the wake-up call that finally worked. I hope so. I I hope, and I, I get that addiction is a demon that you fight Every day, and and that what Jeff does, how Jeff makes his living, makes that so much harder. And and you're right. I hope it was the wake-up call. I hope it was a wake-up call. I hope that he gets the help that he needs. I hope that he can start setting an example for his coworkers, the next generation. Thing is. But he's done this multiple I was about times. to say, the thing is, you could say, I hope it was a wake-up call when him and Sting had that match at Victory Road in what, 2006, 2007, something like that, 2010, yeah. 12, somewhere in there. It, it was several, it was 10 years ago at this point. Or more. Um, You know, so you could say, I hope that was it. I hope it was a wake-up call when WWE fired him. I hope it was a wake-up call when, you know, insert other altercation here. You know, that kind of stuff. And it never has been. Uh, Matt So that was 2011. 2011. Okay. So Matt said, you know, right before all this happened, you know, that Jeff was in a good place. Jeff has made the comment before that wrestling, when he's wrestling and he's, you know, actively involved and he's on TV every week and things are going on, he's okay. But when he's not on TV every week and when, you know, things start getting pushed to the side, that's when the demons start coming back and that's when things go downhill fast. But here's the thing. He was on TV. I know. He was actively involved. Yeah, I know. And he still ended up with trouble. As a performer, as a character, I love Jeff Hardy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we grew up in the era with, you know, him, you know, the Hardy Boys. Team Extreme. And the the Dudley Boys doing some of the best work in a tag team division in history. But I don't want to keep seeing him on TV. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to keep seeing him every two or three years. Yep. In a courtroom. Behind the wheel of a car, obviously drunk. At some point, and it's it's grim, but at some point, if he continues to do this, it's not going to be a, he got pulled over because he was driving erratically, and okay, he was drunk, or he was under the influence, or whatnot, and he was arrested. It's going to be a, Jeff Hardy was involved in a wreck that killed someone, and he was four times the legal limit. You know, it's going to be something like that. And if performing his music and bars is, is contributing to the problem, because that's what he was doing before yeah. he... Then well, stop performing in bars. Yeah, Go to coffee shops. Well, you know, that's, that's Go, one of those things. You know. Anybody that has quit drinking will tell you they can't be around alcohol. Yeah. Once you're addicted to something, you're addicted to it. You know, like... Yeah. My dad was a smoker from the time he was 12 until he was 60. And throughout that period, he would try to quit from time to time, Mm -hmm. and he would start making progress, and then one of my uncles would come over. My uncles, who were also smokers, who were not trying to quit. And it would, they would sit on the front porch. They would have a cup of coffee. My uncle would have a cigarette lit, and my dad would say, hey, give me one. And then the next day, 
dad bought a pack of cigarettes. And then by the next week, mom was buying a carton of cigarettes on the grocery list because dad was smoking again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't until he was like in his 60s and he just finally said, enough's enough, I'm not smoking anymore. And he quit cold turkey. But he still talked about it constantly that from time to time he'd be sitting in the living room and just, and he could smell a cigarette. There weren't, no one was smoking. There wasn't any around. But he would tell my my mom, like, put her foot down, told all the uncles, look, you can't smoke over here, period, you know. Because if he was around it, it was going to happen. Cigarettes, alcohol, gambling, anything that is addictive, any of the programs that are out there that tell you this is how you can get away from it, immediately tell you, like, rule number one, don't be around it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I was an alcoholic, this would not be the whiskey and wrestling show. No, it wouldn't. And if one of us were to become an alcoholic on the show, you know, in the yeah. course of the show. It's not going to be we, the whiskey and wrestling yeah, show anymore. We would have changed it. It would have become something else. The whiskey and Coca-Cola show. <laughs> where we try different different lots of Coca-Cola and see if we can tell if they're different. Welcome to the Water and Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Today we have a bottle from Flint, Michigan. Uh, I say we skip this week. Um Next week, ne- right. next week we have a bottle from the Jackson Public Water Supply, Jackson, Mississippi Public Water Supply. That's the final so. episode, not because we <laughs> wanted it to be that, but because, uh, well, <laughs> here you you drink the Flint water, I'll drink the Jackson water. We'll see which one of us dies first. Yeah, uh, then we'll just let the travelers take over the show. Um, so dark, <laughs> right? Um, okay. So now we're going to move. You were going to move off of that. I hope that Jeff got the help that he needs. I hope that he comes back because he's coming back. Let's let's you know. He will be. Uh, he's going to. Yeah, he will be back. Yeah. Let let's just hope he got the help he needs and that he's no longer that he doesn't have any more relapses. Let's hope. So let's hope. Um. What else happened this week? So I got something to talk about. I want to talk about this tag team cluster that AEW currently has going on. Uh, AEW, uh, the place where tag team wrestling was going to be a focus. So, we introduced the trios belts. And it feels like as soon as the trios belts were introduced, and then the uh, elite were not you know, suspended anymore, the tag titles have just kind of been like, whatever. Why, why were the elite suspended again? It had something to do with a fight with oh, some yeah. with some like some scrub, right? Indie scrub backstage. Yeah, Phil Brooks or um, something. Yeah, something like that. What's that? Some dude named <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Um. So the trios belts are now out here. It looks like the next big thing for them is going to be versus House of Black, which hey, I'm I'm on for. That's cool. But the tag teams have, have kind of fallen away. Like, we had the acclaimed have it, right? And and I will say, I like the acclaimed now. A year ago, I don't know if I could have made that statement, right? And, in fact, we've made the statement multiple times over on the, the, the podcast in the past about how we really didn't care for the acclaimed. And they weren't that great. Uh, was it Max Caster? The thing that really put me against the acclaim for a long time was Max Caster's rap about Julia Hart, Julia Hart and what he said about her. Yeah. Because you shouldn't say that kind of stuff about somebody. Yeah. You just shouldn't. His raps get right up to the edge. He has stepped over the line a couple times. I think that was the most egregious, Um, you know, where he had to kind of be wheeled back in. So, but they started growing on me, the whole scissor me daddy ass thing. Dear God, that is one of the most over things in wrestling. Um, I I don't know why, but I know it's awesome. Then you have them lose to the ass boys, to the gun club. Ugh. This is where, you know, 
Yes. So what Brady just said is you have them lose after a lackluster run. Yeah. So you have you have them lose to two guys who are who have really only wrestled on dark and elevation. They haven't really been wrestling on dynamite. Who have not been built at all as competitive they are a joke i mean the fact that we call them the ass boys because that's what dan Housen described them as that tells you just about everything you need to know about them as a team and then they win the aew tag team titles which are in aew's words as important as the world title i would right? argue that the ass boys would be a much better gimmick than whatever they're doing right now is the gun club. You're, you're right. So they fight the acclaimed. The acclaimed loses. They get the belts. The acclaimed then are going to move on, apparently. They're going to do this three-way thing at Revolution, which is next Saturday. But the acclaimed invokes their rematch clause which AEW has never really had. So they insert themselves in the match. But then we got to figure out who the other two teams are. So we get Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) So instead of just, you know, having a couple of the teams that are important in in AEW, we're going to have two weeks of ridiculous gimmick matches. Where last Wednesday we had the battle, the tag team battle royal. Now, every time WWE has ever done a battle royal, correct me if I'm wrong, but if one partner goes over the top rope and gets eliminated, the team is eliminated. I honestly don't remember. In this case, it's not like that. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal end up winning because they do the same spot four times with Satnam Singh. Uh, with the best friends being the other team that was the last one before being eliminated. Um, why didn't Danhausen was at the ring? Danhausen could not take out Satnam Singh, right? But you could have him cause a distraction, which he did, just not to Satnam Singh. That would cause Jeff Jarrett to think Satnam Singh was supposed to be there, and Jarrett gets eliminated. You know. I thought it was very, the match itself was very poor. The You could tell the commentary was not into it at all. They were barely calling out who was eliminated when. It just wasn't good. So are you, are you saying that Wrestling Observer's 2022 Booker of the Year, uh, Tony Khan booked, booked a bad match? She did. Um Yes, I'm going to keep harping on that because it's so ridiculous that Tony Khan was voted Booker of the Year over the last six months. And and not that Triple H has made everything perfect, but Triple H is hands down a better Booker than Tony Khan. I'm sorry, I distracted you and I apologize. So now we have um, this Wednesday coming up a tag team casino battle royal match to determine who the other spot is. Now, this was the discussion that we had on Wednesday. Almost all the tag teams were in the the battle royal match. And only one won. So this Wednesday, are we going to have all of the losers in there? Because... Honestly, don't see any other way to do it. And to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I would have preferred to see them basically split the tag division in two. Yeah. And say, okay, these five teams, ten teams, whatever, are going to be in the the ladder match, and these ten are going to be in the battle royal. And go from there. Mm -hmm. But instead, I think what we're going to end up is we're going to see the best friends in this one. We're going to see the dark order. We're going to see all the teams that were in the previous one that all lost are going to be in this one too. And I just, it just feels bad. Like 
WWE has already currently in filler mode because WrestleMania is coming. WrestleMania. Why is AEW in filler mode? Because, I mean, Revolution is their first pay-per-view. Revolution, the card's pretty much already built, or at least the, the matches that everybody wants to see is pretty much built. It just feels like they're on autopilot at the moment, and they don't have a reason to be. <laughs> well, they do for the next week. Okay. Revolution. Which they booked all of Revolution a, a month, month ago. ago. And and that's the problem, is they set everything up a that, month ago. That pay-per-view is going to be like six hours long. Like well, just I mean, looking it's at an AEW the, pay-per-view. Yeah. What what are you looking expect? at all the matches that are being that are being called for revolution? That match is going that, that card is going to be five and a half, six hours, is what it feels like. I've kind of gotten used to the WWE three hours and let's go. Yeah. It, it feels nice. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a very it's an important episode of Raw, you know, that kind now, of thing. Now understand WrestleMania is coming up. Yeah, and it's a but it's a it's two a night two night thing. thing. And each night is going to be 12 and a half hours. Probably. I don't know if it'll be that long. Maybe I mean, 10. I was over-exaggerating Maybe for 10. dramatic effect. So. Um, I think right. last year Mania was what, like three and a half and three and a half, something like something that? Something like that. It, it really, having been to a WrestleMania, being there, it was a slog mm-hmm. after a while. And I enjoyed it. I, For some reason... And, and I should probably bring this up in therapy. I love professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they constantly abuse us. <laughs> right. It's that relationship but, you don't want to be in. But even though I love professional wrestling, sitting in the Superdome, watching the entire show. That had nothing to do with wrestling and the fact that you were in New Orleans. Well, but it, it was just... It got to be a slog. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, let's change things up a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Who would you say is the most over person in WWE right now? Uh, Do you want me to tell you who I think the most one is or who WWE wishes? No, no I want you to tell me who you think the most over Sammy. person. Sammy. It's no. 100% Sammy. Yeah. There's... I, look, Roman may still be the biggest draw. Roman may still be the top so, merch seller. So I'm going to clarify with Roman. Roman is not over at the moment. Roman is the top of the card at the mm-hmm. moment. And and that sounds like the same thing, but it's not. Sammy is over. Cody, Cody's over too. Yeah. The problem is... Sammy has built this Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 force behind him. Maybe not quite to that level, but really, really close. I mean, it may not quite be on the Daniel Bryan. I don't think it is. I don't think it's quite there, but it is very close. If you put them on a graph next to each other, it would almost... (laughs) Um, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, like, it's 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 almost there. Like, we're we're one week away type thing of the crowd jumping the ring with Sami Zayn and screaming Ole. Right? WWE's doing a good job so far of not, uh, or of keeping Cody on everybody's good side. Yeah. But if Cody makes one misstep, mm-hmm. the crowd is going to completely turn on him in favor of Sammy. Yep. And I think that I don't think we're going to see Sammy and Cody in the ring together again before Mania. I don't because that is where that will happen if yes. it does. Well, there was a comment that was made that they were worried on Raw, which is why Cody cut the Paul Heyman promo like so close without letting it kind of sink in any. Mm -hmm. They were terrified that the crowd was going to start 
chanting Sammy or Olay at Cody in the ring, you know. Um, I still say their best way out of this, if they want to make the fans happy, if they want to really tell the story the right way, is you do a three-way, two falls, fall one gets one belt, fall two gets the other belt. Yeah. And you have Sammy pin Cody first, and then you have Cody pin Sammy second. No. You don't think so? No. I'm with you up to the the triple threat, two-fall match. You want them both to pin Roman? I'm okay with Sammy rolling up Cody. Okay, but you want Cody to pin Roman. Cody pins Roman. That's fair. Cody pins Roman because then so, okay. you, you spin you off because at that you point you, spin, like you have Cody do his say, thing you know what? and you have Sammy and Roman. I was going to say, you know what? I uh, I changed my mind. I agree with you on that one because then you move Cody to Raw where he is. Cody takes the WWE title back to Raw where it has historically been. Mm-hmm. Cody definitively beat Roman. Yeah. So... He can say, I beat Roman, and now you, you have that clean break between those two. And then you have the SmackDown where Roman says, you didn't beat me for that belt. You didn't beat me. That one, it establishes Cody, and it gives him that definitive win. He is yeah, a I, I agree with you 100% on that. And then you can continue to pull apart the bloodline and, and continue that story so that it doesn't just... Oh, okay, the bloodline's not a thing anymore. because yeah, they are have, family. Yeah. So now you have you have Sammy with the belt. You have Roman trying to 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 run the line of I didn't lose that belt. You can have Jay and Jimmy at that point being like, "Well, you're you're technically right. You didn't, but you don't have it." And you have the fracturing continue in so the you bloodline. Continue having and, that pull apart. And then you you, you have in. the final you have the final bloodline. Just blow apart at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, yeah, you could at, at SummerSlam. I think what you have there is you have you book it to there with Jimmy, Jay, and Roman, or more you have, importantly, you have Jay no, versus Roman again, and you have you could Jay, Jay get Jay to win Roman, over Roman, or you have in that build Jay leaves the bloodline, and you have a triple threat or a three a six man tag match built of Kevin and Sammy, who have reconciled, and Jay, who has joined them, versus Jimmy, Roman, and Solo. And during that match, Roman becomes belligerent to Jimmy and Solo, and they both hop off the apron and walk to the back, because they're brothers, Mm -hmm. right? They hop off the apron and walk to the back, leave Roman hung out to dry. Yeah. And you have Jay beat Roman at that point. Uh your your SummerSlam match is Jay versus Roman, and it is Jay getting the win over Roman, following the build three years ago of main event Jay Uso, yeah, and Roman just systematically destroying Jay, and and Jay who was elevated who, like we didn't ever see Jay being a world champion, but. The man was upper mid card. Yep. As a solo person, who, and this is somebody who's never been a solo wrestler in their career. He was being upper mid card. He was main event Jey Uso. Very true. And Roman slapped him down and said no. Yep. And that is really the story. Did. That is the story following Mania. Of, he really did. And they, they've already planted those seeds. They've really already planted those seeds. And then you have Jay being like, why would you do this? You're my blood. You're my family. Why do you not support me being the best that I can be? Yep. Uh, it, you know, I'm I'm on board with it. So, I don't know. We're not going to get it because, and the reason I started this whole conversation with who's the most over person is, Triple H apparently does not see Sami Zayn as a face of WWE. He doesn't. And to a point, I would agree with him because 
Sami Zayn has never been built as a face of WWE. He was never put in that role. Yeah. Now, looking at Sammy from a an outside perspective, looking at Sammy from a what he did in the indies and all that kind of stuff, El Generico, mm-hmm. yeah, he should have been a top-tier person. Him and Kevin Owens should have been at the top of the card. Kevin was. Sammy they was sac- in NXT. They sacrificed Sammy. For, for Kevin. Kevin. And I love Kevin Owens. Yeah. But Sammy, they they should have sacrificed Sammy to Kevin. I'm fine with that. That was a, an amazing but, twist, a good story. Yeah, the biggest but then problem, Sammy should have been built, and he never was. He never was. KO got over with the fact that KO is that every man look. Mm-hmm. KO took a he he had a bland character in the I like to fight, but he took it in a direction of that. Kevin Owens is the stand-in for you, for me. Yeah. That kind of thing. Kevin Owens breaks the fourth wall all the time. You know, he is the smart face. Yes. You know, he is the one that, in a a promo, I forget who it was with, but the other person said something about, you know, name-dropped a wrestler, and Kevin goes, you don't do that, because now their music's going to start, and the music's starting. He goes, see, I told you, you know. You have that, and he did that more than once. Like he's he, done that a lot. You know, there, there, there are shots think, of Kevin looking at the camera and going, "I'm going to get these idiots to chant USA," and the crowd. He he gets the crowd worked up to where the crowd is chanting USA, USA. I'm and Canadian, all, and all four members in the ring are Canadian. <laughs> you know, he does things like that that endear Kevin Owens to the wrestling yes. fan. Sammy never got that opportunity. Well, and then Sammy was booked horribly. He was booked as generic babyface mm-hmm. um, that didn't really have anything that made him stand out. Then he got into the whole conspiracy, whatever weird thing. Oh yeah, I forgot that. You know what? You know what? Sammy doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> Um, cause I had completely written that out of my memory where he was a heel versus Lashley and it was him that brought in the three guys dressed up as Bobby's sisters. Um, Max Caster was one of them. Yes. Uh, which makes me, uh, you know what? Oh. I hope the acclaimed lose now too. Thanks Brady. Um, so anyways, <laughs> So I'm rewriting WrestleMania. Yes. Sami Zayn, not part of it anymore. No, no, Sami Zayn's going to be part of it. He's going to be involved in a uh, gauntlet match where everybody comes out, hits him with their finisher, and pins him. So Sami's going to be involved in a gauntlet match for the first match of night one, where if he wins, he gets added to the main event of Roman versus Cody. And the first person out is, uh, I don't know, uh, let's see. Goldberg. No, not Goldberg. <laughs> no, Goldberg's not going to do something like that. Um, Austin Theory. And Austin Theory rolls up Sami Zayn uh, right after the bell. One, two, three. And that's it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so do we got to give that to Theory? None of that. None we got to give that to none Theory? None of that happens. Yeah. Um, now, look, Sammy has been booked horribly by WWE. Yeah. It is clear as mud. Clear Until as day. Until now. Yeah, it, it is clear as day that Vince never saw anything yep. in Sammy Zayn. And he finally got something he could sink his teeth into, and look mm-hmm. at what he's done. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's not going to happen. It won't. But, hey. Unless the crowd pulls another Daniel Bryan... I could see that happening. I could. We'll see. It's, it's due. Yeah. I, I could see it happening. So, anyway, oh. I think we've milked this week of wrestling enough. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else that really stands out that we need to discuss. I don't think there is. So, what I'm going to do is say thanks to McNarb Gaming for allowing us to use this space. Thanks, Greg and Cameron. Uh, 
you know, if you guys need anything geek or nerd related, go check them out. They've got board games and shit. Um, they've also got, you know, miniatures and cards, magic, Pokemon, all that kind of fun stuff. They got a huge wall of board games that, you know, if you've been thinking about maybe wanting to get a game or something like that, you can get one off the wall, play that. And then, uh, Hey, they may have it in stock. Played it, you liked it, you can go buy it right there while you're at it. And if they don't, they can probably get it for you. For you. Uh, and once you've come here, you've selected your board game or card game or whatever game it is that you came here and got. Head on over to Big Dog Liquor, where you can get yourself something to drink. Get you some Hendrix don't. gin. Get you some Monkey Shoulder Scotch. Do. <laughs> I think Jason's mad that I grabbed the wrong bag. <laughs> Slightly. It's, it's okay. Uh, but get yourself something to drink. He's got discounts going on there all the time. Uh, he stacks some discounts. He stacks a senior discount and a military discount on Wednesdays. So go up there, check him out, tell him we sent you, get yourself something nice to drink. Yeah, and, you know, once you got your game, once you got your liquor, once you've listened to us, give our friends at Travelers of the Omnibus a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a field trip through nerd and pop culture where they talk about a lot of nerd and pop culture. Interesting. Uh, sometimes the stuff they talk about I agree with. Sometimes I don't. But, hey, it's always a fun listen. Yeah. And once you're done listening to that, check out Jody, one of the travelers. He has his own podcast, Fearology, where he talks about his relationship with horror, the horror genre as a whole, and he even drops some music because he is a musician and he just drops some, some cool music. So give him a listen over on Fearology. And then the last one is uh, Silence Your Cell Phones. That's our buddies Jarrett and Kevin. They do a show on new movies, Netflix Netflix releases, uh, bingeable TV, that kind of stuff. They've got their podcast available where podcasts are found. And they even do a live show on YouTube either on Wednesdays or Thursdays. It's one of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe with all of the plugs out of the way, all the discussion on wrestling this week, uh, Revolution, of course, is Sunday? It's the 5th, I think. It's the 5th? Huh? Yeah. So. You remember when AEW was doing Saturday pay-per-views? Saturday pay-per-views and you could like tune in and get together with your friends to watch instead of having to go to work the next day? Right. Yeah, yeah. So. So we won't be able to talk about it next Sunday. It'll be a week after. Anyway, cheers. Cheers.